and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we watch every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation and then talk about it. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about the season premiere of season three, episodes one and two, Father Figure. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? I sure can. Yeah, we're going with the wiki today because the YouTube summaries, in which there are multiple, are crazy long. All right, so the pending birth of a new baby for Spike and Snake inspires Emma to search for her birth father. With some detective work, Emma discovers that her father, Shane, lives just outside the city. She convinces Craig to skip school with her to go in search of her dad, but the man she finds is not who she expects. Meanwhile, Spinner and Paige have spent the entire summer as the most lovey-dovey couple of all time. But with their anniversary approaching, he can't afford to buy her a worthy present until he realizes that Paige deserves the perfect locker. I mean, yeah, it's concise. It describes everything fine. Yeah, and I think this is also the first two-parter we've had where the B-plot was also the same for both parts. I just realized that by reading that summary. Because usually with the two-parter, it's like so big and so important that the B-plot is so like teeny tiny nothing that they don't even bother carrying it. But this time, despite the fact that it's real dumb, (laughs) just super dumb, they were like, cool, we can extend this for two episodes, right? We can extend a story about a shitty locker. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's just like very firmly establishing that Paige and Spinner are a couple and they are here to stay. They've been going strong for four months. This is happening, people. This whole episode is just full of, like, everybody's coupled up, you guys, which I actually am kind of enjoying. It'll make ship of the episode very interesting. But before we get into the episode, um, the episode title is Father Figure, which is a 1987 George Michael song, um, which I feel like if you hear it, you will recognize it. Um, But upon exploring, like, the lyrics of the song... The only way that it relates to the episode is that it's called Father Figure because Emma's like looking for her dad. But the lyrics of the song are like weirdly predatory and like George Michael's like, I will be your father figure. And you're like, ew, no. Why is, how is this a way to like entice a lady? Gross. (laughs) Just, just gross. Um, so jumping right in, um, I have so many fashion notes that it's kind of absurd. Um, do you want to just jump right in? Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to do fashion report. Uh, in the first scene, I like Emma's tank top and I like Spike's overalls. Um, they're just very cute. I also just want to acknowledge that we also have a new theme song. I mean, it's like it's the same voices, but like the background music of the theme song is a little different. But like the opening credit sequence is also very different. It's like, hey, day, Degrassi. Like they're finally like in their teen modes I guess they're not like pre-teens anymore and everything that happens in the opening theme like Ellie has a camera she's in like full like emo clothing mode she's like she was a little like straddling the line between goth and emo like I feel like in season two but now she's fully like into everything that was like quote-unquote like an emo kid back in 2003 and four and Sean, Sean has changed drastically and is like 
fully embracing as Ryan Atwood light. He's wearing like his, that stupid black beanie. He's wearing that gray like zip up sweatshirt, which is very Ryan Atwood. He has a bandana, like a white bandana tied around his head in the first scene. Yeah, my first note about Sean is just like Sean looks like Eminem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, I like Spinner's hair. Finally, it's not like weird vanilla ice like lead singer of Limp Biscuit style like it's like kind of normal um and JT's hair looks good too which is cool um and then I like Ashley's red hair everyone's got real good hair uh Emma has like this half up do when she goes to see her dad that looks really good yeah she has that do like most of the episode and it's looking good um and also like this is you can tell it's 2003 because all the guy's hair is long. Like, everyone's hair is getting longer. And also, Craig's hair is, like, starting to become, like, mop-top extreme. Um, I wrote down, JT looks good, question mark. Because <laughs> it's, like, alarming to be like, uh, JT is attractive. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Craig looks good forever. And he and Ashley, especially in the opening titles, look like the, like, ultimate alt couple. <laughs> which is really funny. Just... Because she's wearing like this like fishnetty and like green shirt and she has like the red hair. It's just very, you know. They're very like into rock and roll. <laughs> and Caitlin looks amazing. Her hair is like grown out a little bit. She looks great. Um, and she's in the theme song like opening credits now. So she's officially a regular, which is exciting. And Chris is here. Chris, who will later disappear forever with his weird bucket hats and like headphones and DJ-ness. Paige is wearing jeans that have like a like a print at the top of them. I don't know if you noticed that. Like a weird like white print over, like that looks like it could be a belt, but it's just on the jeans. Yeah, Paige's style is very like 2003 like Paris Hilton inspired almost like it's a it like Ellie is closer to like what I was like in 2003 and Paige is like the like what some of my friends were like in 2003 it's it's just very Hillary Duff um mm. and then I really like uh Spike's foot tattoo and toe ring situation <laughs> that they like weirdly zoom in on while she's giving birth but I'm like that's a cool look for her Oh, also Marco's jean jacket in the opening theme, our freaking cover art is finally here. And he's wearing the jean jacket and like a collared shirt throughout the entire episode. And his hair's longer too. Everyone looks great. I'm into it. Um, so that's really all I have for fashion. Sorry that we like jumped in right away. I'm like, <laughs> I just have so many fashion notes. Um, so in the first scene, Emma's in her cute top and she just hears it's time. And then she runs in and Spike runs in and they're like freaking out. And I wrote, oh boy, of course she's doing a home birth. Like none of that is surprising at all. And then we realized that like Spike is the mom who cried wolf. Yeah. She's like, and it was just a drill just to like test you. And I was like, oh my God, again. But also, can we talk about the weird music playing in the background? It's like weird. It's like sounds like the, the Shakira song that she recorded for the World Cup. It's like weirdly like has like African tones to it. And I'm, I don't know what's happening. That's such a specific <laughs> reference. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But and then like Emma's just being a brat and I don't understand why. 
Like, I get that she's kind of annoyed with, like, the constant drills and maybe she's feeling left out. But she's just, like, she's being, like, the ultimate brat and it's super annoying. Yeah, because she's, like, she got kicked down to the basement. She's not in her room anymore to make room for the baby. Which, like, let's be real. We know that she loves that basement later on because she can sneak out of it. And also, she like, the basement room is always cooler, but she's, like being annoyed about it and she's getting weird about snake throughout the whole episode like with like you're not my real dad she literally says like you're not my dad at some point and she just starts being kind of like bratty i think she says it twice um and then they're at the school after emma like throws like a baby tantrum um and i sometimes forget that craig is a photographer because they only bring it up like once in a while when it's convenient um, but we see all the couples and like Paige and Spinner are like being lovey-dovey. And then Emma, not Emma, oop. and then Ellie and Marco are like gross. And Craig's like, I'm sure you guys have pet names. And we're like, haha. <laughs> yeah, this is the first uh, honeybee mention of Paige's or Spinner's little nickname for Paige. I don't remember if she has one for him, but or if she just calls him hun like she does everyone. But I definitely remember the honeybee days, and we are fully into them now. Gross, but also kind of sweet. Um, and then you see Emma walking with Sean, and he's like basically being a voice of reason, being like, maybe give your mom a break. Yeah. He's, yeah, with his dumb, dumb Eminem clothes. And then Spinner and Paige and Hazel are like picking up their schedules or they're doing something, and Spinner's like, ugh. Or Queen Kwan walks by and they like say something about her. He says like she's the pain of his existence. And Queen Kwan turns around and is like, Gavin, it's Bane. And I'll see you again in grade nine English. And we find out that Spinner got held back in English, which is sad. But Paige is like, don't worry. No one's making fun of you. If you got held back in gym, it would be a different story. But I don't care. Which to me makes no sense. (laughs) But okay, like I, I would much rather be held back in gym because who gives a shit about gym? But fine, whatever. Um, and also we find out that Hazel like has the hots for Armstrong, which is like a, just a weird throwaway line that I don't fully under. I'm like, okay, I guess, sure. Yeah, and when Paige is like, nobody was laughing, and then Jimmy kind of strolls along and was like, I was laughing because apparently he and Spinner are still fighting. Which is silly, but okay, fine. Like, I thought that they kind of figured that out with the luau situation, but whatever. Um, And then they, like, are in uh, Miss Hatsalako's classroom, and JT's voice is lower, and he looks kind of like a teenager. And I'm like, this is a weird thing happening. Um, But okay, fine. Um, And he's talking about, like, what woman he's going to be interested in because, like, Toby asked him. But he doesn't seem that invested. Like, he's being gross, but he doesn't seem that, like, dedicated to being gross. He's not like, oh, hey, raising his eyebrows. He's like, I mean, I guess Hatsalakos or Quan, which I'm like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Queen Quan. Um, And uh, Manny is like, you're gross. And we're all like, yes. Um, But, he, yeah, he doesn't seem, like, that dedicated to being gross. Yeah, I think, like... Toby brings it up and then JT like still makes the jokes, but it's clear it's more clear that it's more of a joke rather than like actual who will actually pursue it like you probably would have the year before when he's making jokes about uh, Miss Hatsalakos and Quan. 
I also want to point out that he has a full-on puka shell necklace. I forgot to mention that in the fashion police. And then we see Chris in class for the first time. And I'm just like, oh, Chris, I always forget that you existed. And he has, like, his headphones, like, around his neck at all times. He just disappears into nothingness over time. It's very confusing. But okay, fine. Um, And then Hatsalakos calls Emma... Like, she's like, Emma Simpson, and Emma, like, freaks out, and she's like, it's Nelson, which is fair. Like, that's, like, dumb. And she goes, hello, feminism. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. Like, but also, I don't understand why she gets up, walks to the front of the room, turns around, sits back down. Like, does nothing. It was very, like, ineffective. Like, she doesn't get up and make a speech. She just gets up, walks to the front of the room, real aggro, and then turns around and sits down. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, yeah, she's like, my mom didn't even change her name to Simpson. Hello, feminism. And she gets like very angry about it when it like it seemed like she's already feeling kind of like shut, like shunted to the side with the new baby and everything. So I get why she's acting out. But it's just like, Emma, you could have just been like, oh, they must have made a mistake in the office. Everyone knows that Snake is my stepdad. Like, just change it back to Nelson. It'll be fine. But she's, like, already, like, down the road of being in the mood. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you can just kind of tell that, like, everything is sort of, like, coming to a head for her already. Um, And then we're in the hallway with Paige, and she's, like, going to her new locker. And she's like, I'm in a wasteland. Where the hell did that hallway come from, by the way? (laughs) Like, it looks like there's construction happening on the school, and they just, like, put people in there. Like, you expect, like, a tumbleweed to go by. Like, it's very confusing. Um, but she's, like, she's talking about, like, living there. I'm like, Paige, it's just your locker. You're not going to live there. I don't think I ever used my locker in high school. I don't know where my locker was in high school. Yeah, I used it. We actually, my friend and I actually hung out by our lockers. But it was just because it was, like, in the middle of the school. But... I'd never really used it for anything except for like, I would sometimes put things in there, but it's, I don't know. I feel like you don't, your locker's like not that big of a deal in high school, but apparently it is at Degrassi and Paige is upset about it. And there's like a toy rat in there and (laughs) she freaks out and Spinner's like, it's a rat, honey, don't worry. (laughs) And then Spinner gets the idea that Because he can't afford to get Paige, like, a good gift that she would really want, he's going to try to work his magic and get her, like, a primetime locker spot for their four-month anniversary. Which, again, weird random amount of time anniversaries to celebrate. Seriously. I mean, I think that's, like, a middle school, high school thing. But I'm like, who the fuck celebrates a four-month anniversary? Like, that's not a real amount of time. I don't understand. Whatever. And then we, and then, so yeah, he's scheming and he's like, Hazel, can I have your locker? And she's like, what? No, I'd rather die. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and then we jump back to Emma and she's like kind of looking at Mr. Simpson like through the glass. And then she's looking through um, the 80s yearbook and Craig comes over and he's like, I have to see this. And he's like, Joey with hair. And I'm like, Joey was so cute. <laughs> I like him better now because he's an adult. Um, <laughs> and like, the I'm, I, I like the bald thing on him like he looks cute anyway whatever like let's not talk about how much I love Joey um and Ashley is like just lurking in the corner being awkward but her hair looks great yeah and so they start looking at the yearbook and Emma finds Shane 
and Shane McKay and is like, I don't want to talk about who that person is. And Craig and Ashley are like, wait, no, tell us like, or I'm going to go ask Mr. Simpson. And I'm like, okay, guys, stop prying. But then Emma's like, no, no, no. Okay. He got my mom pregnant and then he took off. I visited him once when I was three and somehow remembered an entire conversation and I've never seen him since. And it's like, oh, like very, it's like a baby daddy backstory, but like from Emma's point of view, which is definitely flawed. Well, yeah, because you don't really remember like details when you're three and like clearly she got a lot of stuff wrong. Um but yeah, oh, and also Ashley makes a comment on how she's going to make her hair like spikes. And Craig is like, no. And then she kisses him on the cheek. And I'm like, that's kind of sweet, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm still in like the shipping them place sometimes. And I guess this is one of those times. And then after this, we hop over to Spike's baby shower. And Caitlin is there like taking pictures and or taking a video or something. And Spike is talking with her friends about how she's having a home birth. And she's like, it'll be fine. I have the best midwife ever. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm not as brave as you are. Which, like, same. I would, like, no. Natural home birth sounds like a nightmare. Seriously. Oh, um, actually, before this, uh, Emma confronts Snake about the name thing. And then he, like, weirdly calls her his daughter, which I think is kind of, like, overstepping his bounds. But whatever. Um, But, yeah. And then they're at the baby shower. Um, and Kate, we meet Sydney and so does Caitlin and it's very awkward and already I'm like, ugh, Sydney, I hate Sydney. Um, so Sydney is Joey's new girlfriend, which Caitlin doesn't know. And she talks about how she and Joey are like, have always been like on again, off again, unrequited love, requited love. And she's like, but now I'm back. So who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> and Sydney like, it's just like, okay and joey comes over and like kisses sydney on the cheek and he's like this is my girlfriend and caitlin's like ha, 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 ha. you can see her brain breaking like it's like caitlin is in hell oh caitlin i love her so much especially in this season because this season we find we have like the dumb like joey sydney caitlin triangle kind of thing um and yeah fucking Sydney she's so annoying uh, like already right off the bat you could tell she's annoying even though she hasn't really done anything but like when Caitlin is talking to her she's like mm-hmm like already getting threatened by Caitlin and you're like ugh, go away but at the baby shower Emma is like grumpy as fuck and Caitlin's like hey what's going on and Emma's like yeah I'm fine she's like this is me you can tell me what's up and Emma's like do you know, like, what do you know about Shane? She's like, um, you need to ask your mom about that. And Emma's like, I did. And she didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. Because earlier she confronts Spike about like her dad and about like how she wants to see him or something. And Spike is like, um, no, that's not going to happen. And Emma's just like now on a mission to like find out everything and everything about her dad. So then it's nighttime at the Nelson Simpson house and Emma is like sneaking off to the computer and she's on Canada People Finder, which is apparently a website. And she's like typing in like various versions of Shane McKay and like Dr. Shane McKay because in her like weird flashback that she doesn't fully remember, she thinks that her dad is a doctor. So she's like, and then she finds a Dr. S. McKay and she's like, yes, I nailed it. 
Yeah. And I was like, Emma, have you not learned about the dangers of the internet? Didn't we establish that the computer has not really been your friend in the past? This is not going to really lead anywhere. Um, but the next day at school, Spinner's still like trying very hard to get Paige her locker. And he's like, been go- like going with like a weird swap deal and I think he talks to Marco he's like I was playing Monopoly and all this trading was happening and da 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 and while he's talking to Marco at his locker Marco like opens in lock his locker and like pulls out a mounted mirror and is just like checking his hair I'm like and it's just like how does nobody know that Marco is gay he has a mounted mirror in his locker I love his mirror. It's amazing. But yeah, no, like these people are slow as fuck. Um, so yeah, so Marco's like, Spinner, you're a genius. And Spinner's like, I know, right? But like real talk, this is maybe the smartest Spinner's ever been. <laughs> and then Emma's walking in the hall with Sean and she's like, Sean, I found my dad. Like, let's skip the next class and go find him. And he's like, Emma, I have shop after this. Like, let's just do it this weekend. Like, this isn't worth skipping school over. And I'm like, who is this? Like, Sean, like not wanting to skip school. What's happening? But I think it's just like him like growing and like he knows that like he has to be good. Otherwise, he could get sent back. And, you know, the stakes are higher for Sean than they are for Emma as far as staying in school goes. And I really feel like she should be more sensitive to that because she's giving him so much shit about not wanting to skip school. I'm like, this is a really good thing that he's like not skipping. Like, let this dude stay in school, please. Like, he might look like Eminem, but like <laughs> he's trying real hard to be more Ryan Atwood. Yeah. Um, so Sean is like, no, let's just do it this weekend. It'll be fine. She's like, ugh, I guess so. But that, and then they have class and then that doesn't last long in the slightest because later at like after this class, she's like, hey, Craig, want to go find my dad with me? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, and he's also kind of like, I don't know about skipping school. And she's like, but you have daddy issues. And he's like, I'm sold. But you know what? As far as like people to choose to go on this excursion with, like Craig is definitely the right person. Yeah, he was all he was on board for it. And he does have daddy issues. So we understood. And they've been buds for a while. And there was, like, a cute little montage with them, like, taking the train all the way to wherever the fuck they were. And it was a cute little moment. I thought it was a weird montage. (laughs) She, like, takes a picture with the conductor. Um, So they go to this, like, Dr. S. McKay's house. And they open the door. And it's, like, this bald, bearded black guy. And she's like, you're probably not my dad. And he's like, "Mm, who are you? Why are you here? Um, so they go back to Emma's house and they're like trying to like find clues. And she's like, oh, Snake has this whole alumni list. I'm like, why didn't you think of that in the first place? Like this has been this was a very easy solve. So Craig is like keeping a watchful eye out for Emma's mom to come home. And Emma like finds the address. And it's in some like far away town. I don't know. I don't know how like Canada works. But it's like in some town that's kind of far away. And that's when the train montage happens. And then so they show up at what is like clearly an institution. And they're like asking to see Shane McKay. And the lady's like, "Uh, do you have an appointment? And they're like, no. And then she's like, oh, hold on one second. And like has to go deal with something. And then Craig sees that Shane McKay's 
like room numbers listed on the board and he's like room 209 go I'll cover for you I'm like of course of course you're covering for her which like don't leave her alone but I mean I guess fine whatever um and then we're back at the school with Paige and Spinner is like covering her eyes and he's like I have a big surprise for you I know it's a little early and he shows her the locker and she's like there's nothing in here and he's like no your gift is the locker and it looks like a normal locker like there's nothing like out of the ordinary bad about it it's like got some like it's like chipped up and whatever but she's like being a brat about it and she's like this is not a good locker she's like the real estate's fine but the locker itself is shitty and then like jimmy opens his locker and he has like an electric lock that he like opens like with a like basically a remote yeah like a car key remote (laughs) and it's all like painted cool and i'm like this is clearly something that he did like he didn't acquire this locker this way like so she's like i should i want that locker and it's like Paige, why don't you just fucking paint the inside of the locker or spinner that can be your gift to her you can get her like a cool lock it can't be that expensive and just paint the inside of the locker like pink or something yeah, but yeah, then Jimmy is just bragging about his locker and Paige's like, that's a cool locker. I want that one. And he's like, never going to happen. And she's like, well, I know a miracle worker and like basically puts the pressure on Spinner to yet again, like, like get another locker for her after he's gone through so many like back alley trades and like trying <laughs> to like upgrade like her locker and like he even before before he got like the good locker he like goes down on his knees and begs hazel for her locker for Paige. he's like i need this this is the only thing that i can give her and i'm like oh my gosh spinner is trying so hard he loves Paige so much i can appreciate his hard work on trying to get her a good anniversary gift seriously like Paige is being a brat but whatever so then we're back at the institution and Emma finds the room and you, she's like peeking in and you see this guy um, with blonde hair and he's like kind of mumbling to himself and he's like turning his plate around a bunch. And then she opens the door and she's like, hi, I'm looking for Shane McKay. And he's like, I'm Shane McKay. And then you just see her like shocked face. <laughs> and then it goes to like to be continued. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, he's not a doctor. He's a patient. And then, then like, the next half, like, the episode two starts, like, immediately where we left off. And she's, like, confused. And she's, like, trying to leave. And he's touching her hair. And he's like, you have pretty hair like Emma's. And she's like, stop touching me. And then he's like, oh, but Emma doesn't love me anymore. She never visits me. And she's like, maybe she didn't couldn't find you. And then they, like, have, like... She, like, tells him who she is, and they have a little moment. But then, like, the person who's running the, like, one of the nurses or something um, comes up and is like, who do you think you are, like, disrupting his day? And she's like, I'm his daughter. Like, okay, Emma, you just met him two seconds ago. And she's like, oh, well, you can't disrupt his day. He has, like, a set schedule. He suffered a traumatic brain injury. You can't just pop here unannounced, and then they have to go, and he kind of has a little, and her dad has a little bit of a freak out. And I just kind of want to take this, like, step by step. Uh, So it starts off, and she's like, she's like, oh, my God, you're not a doctor. You're a patient. This was a huge mistake, which I think she's being really unfair. Like, I understand that she's freaked out, but, like, to just be like, I'm going to write you off now is not fair. Um, 
And then, you know, he they have that moment of him being like, you have pretty hair like Emma's, but Emma doesn't love me. And she's like, well, maybe she couldn't find you. And he, like, shows her, like, a picture of, like, her with her mom as a baby. And he's like, and she's like, I'm Emma. And he's like, no, Emma's a baby. And she's like, no, no, I'm Emma. And then he was like, Emma. And it was this whole, like, sweet emotional moment. Um, And then he's like, he kind of tells her that he fell. And, like, that's how this happened. Um, And she's she's just, like, so surprised because she had no idea that any of this happened. Um, And then the nurse comes in with Craig behind her. And, like, she – and what Han says happens and, like, she gives him, like, knitting supplies because that's when we learn that, like, knitting calms him down. Um, And Craig, like, takes a sneaky photo, which I was like, I don't know if this is, like, a great <laughs> photo op, but okay. Um, But it, it turns out being, like, a good move. Um, But I'm like, all right, sure, photo op, whatever. And then she's like, I'll see you again. I'll come back and visit you. And he's like, do you promise? And she's like, yeah. And then they leave. And she's like really, really mad at her mom. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe she did that. She's evil. I hate her. And I can't believe she hid it from me. Like, da, 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 da. And then Craig's just kind of like, um, calm the fuck down. Last time I checked, you had two dads. I don't have a dad. Calm down. Or he says something like that. And then they get to the train station and they find out that they missed the last train of the day. And then like cut to Joey is pissed off and picking them up and is like, why the hell are you all the way out here? Like, what the heck is in Sophie? Like, wherever the hell they are. And she, Emma's just like, my dad is here. And he's like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's rough. Um, and then I, but I love how he's like, it is the second day of school and you <laughs> cut half of your classes, <laughs> which is like, that's fair. Um, and later on, you see him talking with Radich and they're like joking about how Joey never went to school. And I'm like, you guys, but that's later. Um, so then she goes back to her house and her mom is like, where the, where, like, basically, like, where the fuck were you? What the fuck are you thinking? Leaving school, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I went and I saw my dad, blah, blah, blah. It was a whole fucking thing. And then Spike or Snake tries to get her to sit down so they can talk about it. And she's like, you're not my dad. And she, like, runs away and, like, goes down to the basement or something. And it's, like, another moment where she's like, you're not my real dad. Um... And yeah, so it's it's a whole fucking deal. And then um, we go back to Spinner with Jimmy and Spinner's like, are you still mad about the MP3 thing? And it's like, finally, somebody's actually addressing it. And Jimmy's like, no. And they're like, all right, cool. Uh, he's like, so can I have your locker? <laughs> and Jimmy's like, no. And he's basically like, you have to admit to like everyone that you're whipped and like that you have no backbone and blah, blah, blah. And Spinner's like, okay, fine. He's like, has to be by noon tomorrow, which is like, okay. First of all, this is a weird deal. Like, why is this their plan? And also, like, why the time constraint? I don't fully understand. Like, what? I don't know. But I also want to address the fact that they're having this entire interaction in a skate park, which I don't think we ever see them near a skateboard or in a skate park ever again. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like this is more of a basketball court conversation because I feel like Jimmy and Spinner always have their talks at basketball courts. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the skate park was about. Maybe they're just trying to appeal to the teenage boys of the time because that's when skate parks were big, I guess. I have no idea. 
So yeah, they have, he gives them like the time limit. Then it's the next day in class, in math class, in Mr. Armstrong's class. And Jimmy's like, it's 11.45, Spinner. Like, what are you going to do? And Mr. Armstrong asks someone to come up to the front of the class to solve a math problem. And Spinner just like jumps up. And Mr. Armstrong is like so surprised. He's like, oh, Gavin, nice to finally see you volunteer. And Spinner like stands in front of the chalkboard and is like debating whether to do it. And then he turns around. And he's like, I have no backbone. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, I have no backbone. Like, my girlfriend controls my life. Da, 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 da. He does it. And you hear this, like, random extra in the background go, he finally admits it. And I'm like, what? What is happening? Okay. Um, And Jimmy is laughing, and Paige looks mortified. I would be so pissed if I was Paige. Like, she looks furious. Like... It's fucked up. It's not cool because it's it's not just like a thing on him. I think it's almost more like insulting to her, which is kind of what she explains to him, even though she's kind of shitty about it. Yeah, it's just it's not the way to solve like your problem of trying to like make Paige happy, which is why you're trying to get the locker in the first place. Um, So that happens. And then after that, we see Snake approach Emma in the hallway and he finally gives her like the backstory of what happened with Shane and he's like um when he got your mom pregnant he wanted to be involved but his parents wouldn't let him and then one night time one night he like took acid and either fell or jumped off a bridge and he's suffered a brain injury and she took you to visit him once but she didn't think it was safe he like was too unstable to be around you and maybe she is she was gonna she was trying to wait until you were older to tell you about it maybe she waited too long I don't know I think you need to talk to your mom about this and then he like flips her a quarter so that she can like call her on her payphone which is like ah 2003 (laughs) um because Simpson is a good dad I just he's he's good he's a good dad but yeah no I mean I, I think Spike should have told her sooner but she was trying to protect her. And I guess like there's never really a good moment for that. But she really should have told her, especially when she started asking questions. Like that's when you're like, okay, you're like 14, 15. You're old enough for me to like have this conversation with you. Yeah, especially when she's been asking questions. I mean, I know that like Spike is mega pregnant and maybe doesn't want to deal with this right now when Emma was being kind of shitty and bratty and being like, why won't you tell me about my dad? But like when she's asking questions, that's probably when you should sit her down and have a conversation. But especially because it's Emma and you know, Emma's going to take this into her own devices. Come on. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's a lot, but poor Emma. So then Spike is at home. She's like knitting and she's very, very pregnant. And you hear like like the doorbell going and she gets up. And this is exactly when I remembered what happened because I totally forgot. And she gets up and she's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she opens the door and it's Shane. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, he's like, I'm here to see you. And he's like, he's like, what if I lived here? Why did you marry Snake? What is happening? When did you marry him? What if you didn't have to be married to him? And then this could be our baby in our house. And she's like freaking out. And she's backing up towards the phone. 
and he like lunges past her and he's like you can't call anyone and she's like and it's like it's very scary yeah and then emma tries to call snake on the phone on the payphone at degrassi and Shane has it off the hook and she can't reach her. So she and so Emma gets a little suspicious. And then we see Shane like holding the phone off the hook. And then uh, he starts like smashing things. And uh, Spike tries to like, is like, let me see your hand. You have the phone. Like, I can't do anything. And he like lets her see his hand. And then she like tries taking the phone out of his hands. I'm like, Spike, I mean, it was a good idea, but like, don't be a hero. You're so pregnant. Don't go near the unstable man. Like, it is not a good call. And it's like, I understand that he like seems like he could be dangerous, but like, just, just don't, don't do that. Like, you're very, very pregnant. You know that snake and emma are gonna come home soon like it's the end of the day like i mean we're not like in her shoes so we can't be like what is wrong with you for fighting back but also like she's so pregnant but it's like and you know it's scary but also like you have to feel for this person because he's like he he's not in his right mind it's not his fault it's just a scary situation for everybody i'm sure yeah and then in comes Emma because she called, Spike didn't answer. She must have just left school and was like worried about her. And then she sees that Shane is there. And Spike at this point is like, she has gone into labor. And um, Emma is like trying to coax the phone away from Shane. And he's like, no, you're just going to try to call someone to get away from me. And then Emma is like, finds uh, Spike's knitting and is like, here, take this. It calms you down. My mom is in trouble. Like, I need to call snake to like for him to get over here and so she like kind of does a little trade uh shane starts knitting and he's like calming down and she calls snake at or she calls the school office and then um that's when joey and radish are like talking about whatever like how joey never showed up to school and then the office aide is like uh someone get mr simpson his wife is in labor and then they like find him outside. He's like he's with the insect club out in like the forest behind the school, and of course Liberty's in the insect club. And then they like tell him that like Spike is in labor. He's like, oh my god, I'm gonna be a dad. And he like weirdly like hugs Liberty, who's like so taken aback. And he like runs to the house, and he gets there. Like Emma was able to call the midwife. Uh, Spike is on her little cot everything's happening he like walks into the house and he sees Shane like knitting in the corner and he's like hey snake and he's so confused it's pretty great first of all of course Simpson is in charge of insect club um yeah so Emma is very cool in a crisis we've learned because she does some real good maneuvering she talks Shane down it's awesome also when snake comes in the first thing he does before he's even in there is take a photo which is like oh my god (laughs) Okay, but I loved Shane's high snake. <laughs> and Snake's like, what? And I was like, it's fine. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and they're just like, they just continue having a baby. It's a whole thing. It's pretty great. And also, like, while uh, Spike and Emma are waiting for Snake to get there, uh, Spike is like, Emma, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about this earlier. I was just trying to protect you. And Emma's like, don't worry about it right now. Like, you're having a baby. It's going to be fine. And they kind of, like, make amends while she's literally in labor. And then 
Uh, she like has a baby and the next scene is Emma is sitting outside on the steps with Shane and Shane is like finished make knitting a little baby hat and and she's like, Oh, you fixed it. And he's like, Yeah, your mom's not very good at knitting. <laughs> Which made us both laugh. He's like, I like him. Like I, I can't remember if they stay in touch at all. I hope they do. I don't think they do. But I'm like, I like, you know, I like him. I don't know. Plus, he was funny with the, your mom's not very good at knitting and the high snake. And I was just like, Shane, you're great. Like, you know, and then the bus comes to pick him up and it's like his nurse or whatever. And he's like, promise you'll keep in touch with me. And she's like, yeah, of course. And she gives him the photo that Craig took of her. And it's like a very sweet moment. And then we are back with Paige and Spinner. <laughs> and so Spinner is getting like in trouble with Radich for doing all of the locker switching. Well, before like Jimmy's like, yeah, you have the locker, you earned it. But then later we see Spinner like being like talked at by Radich. He's like, everyone's going back to their own lockers. Like clean, we're cleaning this mess up. This was a bad thing. And I'm like, oh, he couldn't even get away with it. <laughs> Poor Spinner. And then Paige walks into the classroom and she like, kind of she apologizes for being demanding and spinner is like i was just trying to get you a good gift and but then this is when she explains like you saying that front of the class was humiliating for me and they like make amends and he's like okay do i deserve a kiss now and you're like oh it is spinner yeah but until then it was a really nice moment and she's like i'm sorry i'm demanding and he was like it's okay and she's like you could have said that i'm not and he's like it's okay <laughs> which is fair um but yeah i mean i understand both sides so it's it's nice that they like made up um and jimmy comes in and he's like making the whipped noise which i can't make with my mouth i'm sorry um and Paige is basically like oh poor jimmy so alone no one wants to kiss you haha -ha. and it's like it's a funny moment she literally calls him, oh, lonely, jealous James with no one to kiss him or like something like that. And I was like, ha, yes, Paige, put him in his place. He's being dumb. And then we cut back over um, after she, Emma says goodbye to Shane. She walks inside and sees her new baby brother, Jack. And um, then she spikes Snake and the baby. I'll take a little picture together. And then Emma's like, yeah, we and I don't remember like what was said, but she essentially is like, yeah, he, we have a great dad or like something like that. And it's like, oh, she's recognizing like, yes, Mr. Simpson is basically he is her stepdad, but like he is her father figure. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's just a sweet ending. And that camera that they take a photo with is bonkers. It's like so 2003. It's like blue and like so outdated. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, it's a very sweet ending. So I don't know. I mean, who's your spirit squad captain? I think Emma. I mean, she was kind of a shithead in the first half of the episode, but when she comes in and sees like her mom is in trouble and Shane is like out of control, she kind of she be, she kind of saves the day and 
like calms everyone down she makes sure that her mom like can deliver her baby in peace and she finally like she like go she learns her lesson about like oh snake is my he basically is my dad he's like even though whatever i don't know she goes through her whole journey and i'm gonna call her my spirit squad i've like lost my train of thought that's fair it's hot um yeah, I'm going to go with Mr. Simpson. He like he took Emma's abuse and still like in his way, like with Emma saved the day, you know, like he didn't like actually save the day, but he was like he explained to her what was going on. He treated her like an adult. He didn't put her name as like his last name as her last name in the office, no matter what she said, you know, and he just like he took it in stride. He understood that she was going through some stuff. And he stood up for her mom, but he also stood up for her. Like, he's he was just a very good, like, mediator throughout this whole thing. So I'm going to go with Snake slash Mr. Simpson. That's also a good call. Um, who is your ship of the episode? Weirdly going to go with Paige and Spinner. I mean... Yeah, it was. It, they had, like, a whole arc together. They had really good chemistry. You know, I'm just... I'm on board. Yep, that's who I was going to say, too. Spinner is just like, you can tell he likes Paige so much because the his entire storyline is basically revolved around trying to please her and get her a good gift. And he like recognizes that he like can't buy her anything. And he's like, this is all that I can do. Like, I just want to make her happy. So yeah, Paige and Spinner, I'm on board for it. What are they? Spage? Is that their ship name? Um, I kind of like Spage. No, I mean, it sounds like a disease or like... It's, it's better than pinner. <laughs> Panner? Painter? Fuck, everything's bad. Um, Yeah, I guess spage. Ugh. <laughs> Whatever. Um, moral of the episode. Ooh, pager. Oh, maybe. Yeah, okay. Moral? Um, I don't even know. I have no idea. What do you think? I don't know. It's like, be honest with each other. (laughs) Everyone has their own side to a story. So make sure to hear everyone out and know all the facts before you jump to a conclusion or jump to running away to learn about your your father without like getting all the information. Be patient and wait to hear all sides of a story, I guess. Also, don't trade. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> good enough. Um, So we have some grapevine stuff. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is that we have a few reviews on our uh, iTunes. So instead of reading the reviews, because I think that's going to be boring for you guys, we're just going to ship y'all already. So first is Trisha, um, who we've talked about before, because she's rad um so what how do you want to what what is trisha's situation so i think that because she's australian she's gonna come in on an exchange program you know she'll just like be here for a semester of degrassi and this is this will be like right after sean and emma aren't together anymore like maybe like first season like second season sean right i don't know i just want to ship her with sean let's make this happen (laughs) so she comes in and Sean and Emma are like on a break and he meets her and she has a cool accent and he's like, you're the best. And 
he like falls in love with her and they have like a really wonderful romance for like the six months that she's in Canada. And it's like summertime Canada, so she doesn't get too cold. How about it's the summer between grade seven and grade eight for them? So it's like after season one, before season two, he's adorable. Um, it's after his Ashley drama. And so it's after it's his Emma drama. So she's like, she, so Trisha's helping him like move on, like helping him mature. They have like a great whirlwind romance that summer and a little bit into the fall. But then she has to go and it's sad. And he's like, you know what? I'm happy for the time that we had together. I'll never forget you. And it's beautiful. I'm a, I think that is perfect. And you also have, we have, um, so that was on our Australian iTunes. So we have also have one on our American iTunes. Um, and who is that by Holland? So this one is by Late Matt, L-E-I-G-H-T-M-A-T, Lee Matt, Light Matt. I don't know. I don't know if you are a girl or a boy. So I do, you just told us that we reignited your passion for this ridiculous Canadian TV show. Um, so I'm going to say you're going to come in like season four and it's season four um, or it's like late season four. So it's post Jay Alex breakup post Ravine, but Jay has gotten his shit checked out. Everyone's fine. And <laughs> and you like you like a bad boy on the wrong side of the tracks and you see Jay. Um you don't know about his involvement in the Rick thing. Um but you like you seek comfort in each other cuz you've gone through like hard times and you're like, "Jay, you're a bad boy. Show me the way." I love it. I was actually going to ship them with Alex, but Jay is good. I love Jay. Um so we also have some grapevine stuff. Um, we have some tweets. Um, one from Trisha at TB, Trisha T-E-E. And she says, I still don't understand what public school had enough money to renovate the whole school. Light blue isn't a good color scheme. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's big renovations. Actually, my, my high school and my middle school all did renovations while I was in them. Um, but I don't know. A lot of our tax money went to it. And then my sister actually tweeted at us post the reunion show, and she has a little theory about the goddamn Spinner Emma relationship. Her Twitter handle is at Allegra Baker, if you want to follow her. And she says, can theory. Last time Spinner was seen, he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. In the reunion, he and Emma were not seen together. He was even seen more chummy with Paige and overly friendly with Simpson. We are actually seeing the desperate ends to a relationship never meant to work. They're putting up a front while the real relationship is failing behind the scenes. Spinner always goes back to Paige when one relationship fails, though it's obvs not reciprocated, hun. And then hashtag Sema5 ever. And I, I'm, I'm accepting this as canon officially. Yeah, I tweeted back at her head canon accepted. Um, and then we have one from Hannah at Touche DP saying, y'all saying Miles was crazy hot made me love you even more, which I'm assuming you mean plaid shirt man from Degrassi Next Class, which thank you. He is very good looking. Like what is happening? 
And then we have one from... Can I... I think her name is Touched Pete. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Well... Touche. (laughs) You guys, it's... it's, When it's all one word like that, I don't know how to deal with it. Ugh. God damn it. All right. <laughs> so, and then we have another thing from Malomatic at M-A-L-O-M-A-T-I-C. Um, and then this is in regards to um, that tweet that we read that was about. Email. Oh, the email. Sorry. <laughs> the email we read that was like talking about Ellie with giving the like pizza number. But she realized that it was like on some random website where it had like their diary entries. And that's why it was like we'd never heard of it before. And he says the site was Degrassi.tv and it was kind of like live journal. It's changed since then. R.I.P. all my middle school feels. I need to find the Like, I'm sad that this site, like, is not really a thing anymore because I want to find it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, this whole podcast is R.I.P. all of our middle school feels. <laughs> like, that is our fucking theme. And then the last one we're going to read is from Rachel Seff at OMG It's Rachel. And she says, season three, episode 22, Craig and Ash have basically the same hairstyle, just need to straighten C's hair and brush forward, which, and she attaches like a comparison photo if you want to check out our Twitter. Um, and yeah, they, they totally do have the same hairstyle. It's kind of amazing. It's hilarious. I love it. So you guys, thank you so much for all the like tweets and like for liking us. Um, it's cool and confusing, but we appreciate it all the same. Um, and if you want to tweet us, you can follow us at Degrassi Pod. We answer things or like things and then like talk about them on here. We also have a Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to email us, which we like even more, you can email us whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And then um if you want to leave us a review and rate us on iTunes, then we will make a mini fan fiction for you where we ship you with a character. Um, it helps if we know what your sexuality preference is, but I realize that would be weird to leave in a review. So we're just going to make it up as we go. Um, but either way, yeah, I mean, that would be super cool. Yeah. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to promote for another human that you are like a thing that you like right now? I am going to plug uh, a cool book I'm about to read that I've heard very good things about called The Girls by Emma Klein. And I think it's like roughly based on some of the Manson girls who are part of like the Charles Manson family thing. I And it seems like it's going to be a very interesting read. So I'm going to read it and you should read it too. And because it sounds really good. That actually sounds like directly in my wheelhouse. Um, I've often gone on record saying that I think high school Kelsey, who was a little lost in the world, probably would have been like, really easily susceptible to becoming a Manson girl who just like chickened out as soon as she was told to murder someone. Um, 
I just I just know this about myself. It's fine, you guys. I'm doing great. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, Bo Burnham's new special, Make Happy. It's on Netflix. It's super awesome. It came out a little while ago. Um, I've been putting it off because I love him too much that it like hurts my feelings. So I need to like take some time in between like watching his specials. But it's it's perfect. It's everything that you want in everything. And I recommend watching it all the way to the end. Um, it's just so fucking good. Yeah, I've seen it and I love it. It's so good. Bo, just watch any Bo Burnham, really. He's great. Um, but I think that's all that we have. So thanks and goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Mm-hmm.